everyone. Welcome back to Get Cute, a software engineering and technology podcast. I am Jocelyn Harper, your host, and today we have a really interesting topic that I am going to be talking about with all of you, and that is going to be Wall Street Bets and Robinhood. So you're probably wondering why I'm going to be talking about this on a software engineering and technology podcast. Well, A, Robinhood is an app So that's meaning technology. And B, as somebody that has been a longtime lurker of Wall Street bets, uh, I want to talk about it because it's really interesting. And I think there is a technological component there that maybe a lot of people haven't thought about yet. And when I decided to actually start um, writing a transcript for this episode, I started researching and I realized that there's really not a lot of merit behind people saying that Robin Hood is gamifying stock trading. And I was wondering what is gamification to these people? And when does the ease of use of an application turn into gamification? So it's a very interesting episode. Stay tuned and all of that jazz. As always, please leave me a five-star rating and comment and review on Apple Podcasts because uh, that helps the podcast be seen and takes me up the charts. Uh, Last week's episode with Sydney was the highest charting episode ever. Um, Oddly enough, in the last episode, I said that about my previous episode. So it seems that y'all are really liking this content. Either that or you're just interacting with it more. You're leaving more reviews. Either way, thank you so much. And yeah, I I can't say enough great things about y'all. So apparently I am doing something right in 2021. And yeah, I suppose we're going to get into the episode. So if you have not been paying attention to any social media platforms or the news, uh, the subreddit Wall Street Bets on Reddit has put a large spotlight on the financial disparity between retail investors, um, meaning everyday people that use apps to purchase stocks and options, and Wall Street, hedge funds, large investment corporations, etc. Now, while I love the fact that there are people across political affiliations and income brackets banding together to stick it to the man, so to speak, I want to focus on Robinhood, the app, and how it came to be a company that at the end of 2020 had a valuation of 11.2 billion dollars as as of august 2020 per inc.com and how at least in the public persona robin hood has effectively blown that in this episode i will be frequently referencing diana ransom's article for inc called robin hood struggles with the monster created and an amalgamation of articles regarding robin hood's gamification of stock trading from cnet bloomberg investopedia washington post and investment news There's a lot of information about Robin Hood out there and a lot of incorrect uses of gamification. So I'll be going into what gamification is and how Robin Hood is not a case of that in my opinion. So please, no hate tweets, no hate email. We're being nice in 2021. I am an avid Robin Hood user and have probably been an avid user for about three to four years now. I buy stocks there, but I've never dove into calls or shorts because I understand that doing so is gambling of a very different caliber than just buying stocks and holding on to it, which is essentially all that I do. With removing the, let's just say, highly unethical and confusing business decisions of the last year or so, and more recently the last week or so with Robinhood, um, and moving that aside, 
do I think that Robinhood's business model of removing the complicated layer of holding stock is turning trading into a game, essentially gamification? Absolutely not. And I'm going to do something that I absolutely hate people doing when they are talking about racism or anything. And that's when they grab the dictionary uh, definition of racism and kind of toss it in your face saying, hey, that's not what racism looks like. It doesn't say anything about oppressiveness and white supremacy, yada, yada, yada. But I have to because gamification is different, so bear with me. Per Oxford Languages, gamification is the application of typical elements of the game playing. Um, example being point scoring, competition with others, rules of play, to other areas of activity, typically as an online marketing technique to encourage engagement with a product or service. So as a user, Robinhood definitely does not do that, but I will say that they make the information that you're looking at easier, more consumable. Their UI and their user experience is a lot better than any other trading apps. Um, I will say that I, I do have E-Trade as an investment app, application as well, and the difference between the two is night and day, and I usually go to Robinhood to do any of my stock trading. Robinhood may have hidden the way that they actually made money off of their users' investments and ended up paying the SEC. $65 million toward the end of 2020, but the gamification of stock trading is not one of the crimes against them. And as of the activities that they have done over the last week, I feel as though they are going to have a lot more crimes against them in the near future. If wanting the best possible gains from your investment is gamification in the eyes of financial techies, then the entire capitalistic model of the stock market is gamification for the richest elite. But it does bring up an interesting point from a technical perspective. When does ease of use turn into potential gamification? As technologists, we are often working close with our designing partners and helping us create thoughtful and impactful user interfaces and user experiences. But at what point do the tweaking and streamlining of these two necessities turn an app's intention into gamification? And I think that's a really interesting take because as I will deep dive into the Robinhood app and really their main experience, which is buying stocks for me and deep diving into what that user experience and user interface is like for me, I think that in our quest to make things easier for people to digest and easier for people to use, somehow people are misconstruing this for gamifying or potentially trying to um, trick users into doing certain um, actions, whereas we're only trying to make the experience more intuitive for users. So it's interesting to see how that is being uh, being translated into a non-technologist opinion and then versus technologist opinions where maybe Robinhood doesn't have the best UI or user experience per technologist or per designers. Um, but I want to say that I definitely don't think trying to step into the shoes of somebody that's a non-technologist, I really don't think that anything that the dev team or that Robinhood has done is gamification in any way. If anything, Robinhood has been making it very easy for retail investors and retail investors are just the everyday person that's investing through apps or however they want to choose to invest. Um, making those 
decisions, informed decisions. And I think that they slowly have been trying to add things. Now, I know that there was <laughs> a post that Robin Hood made, I want to say within the last 24 to 48 hours, where they uh, were trying to give the pros and cons of capitalism and socialism where they mistakenly said that Nazi Germany was a socialist. Look, y'all, this episode is really hard because I do like Robin Hood the product, but Robin Hood the company is fucking up majorly, okay? I'm gonna say it. I They're trying to cover their ass right now because everybody's looking at them. Everybody knows that they fucked up, and they're doing a lot. I just didn't know that they were going to call Nazi Germany socialist. <laughs> help me, God. Help me through this episode. Okay. So I did take a deep dive look into Robin Hood DI UX to see where all of these articles, and again, most of them are from financial publications, that are calling the apps trading a game, a gamification. And that made me start wondering, are they calling it a game? Because now people can clearly see what they're investing in and are now more informed and they can see what their daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly losses are in a very concise UI. So if you go into Robinhood, I'm not telling you to download the app. Um, I'm just saying if you have it or go through this experience with me, if you will. When you go say you're going to click on a stock, I own Starbucks stock because one of my really, really good friends, a.k.a. best friend, told me that when I started asking him about investment information, that when you are investing, if you want to start buying stock in something, buy stock in something that you love and you support. And I go to Starbucks every flipping day, so I bought Starbucks stock. So when I click on the Starbucks stock, um, I met with an immediate change in UI depending on if the stock is up or down. Up meaning the stock is gaining money and down meaning losing money. If you're up, your stock price and coordinated button to buy is green. If it's down, it's red. Now, personally for me, for somebody that was new into stock uh, like four or so years ago and is kind of really, really new into options and things, um, like I said, I'm probably never going to do that, but shout out to y'all that do do that. I'm just scared. Um, please no one from WSB yell at me. It's look slow going. I do love that there's a visual indicator to show you immediately how your investment is doing. There's no having to look at a very black and white uh, user interface for you to find the numbers for that. All of that information is very large and it's very upfront. Now, within that, once you keep scrolling down, there is your position, which shows you how many shares of the stock you owe, the market value, the average cost of the stock, and what percentage that stock makes up of your current portfolio, and that is known as your portfolio diversity. You can also see your return for the current day and then your total return. Under that, you have the option to set up reoccurring investments, which I believe is a new feature because I haven't seen that before, and that's really interesting to me. And you can set up reoccurring investments based on the schedule that you choose. And then there's also stats for the stock, recent news about the stock, analyst ratings, the ability to unlock a research report with Robinhood's gold feature, which is a paid feature that I will never be using, earnings from the last five quarters, dividend history for your stock if you own it, and even an about section for the company you have invested in. Now, Going through all of that, that is a lot of flipping information for somebody to make an informed decision on if they want to buy that stock or not. 
So it's interesting to me that companies keep saying that there's that there it's a game, but I don't see how making information about the investments that you are doing is a game. The user is becoming more informed and I have a feeling that what people on Wall Street are scared that there is a boom of retail investors and that these retail investors are becoming more informed quicker than they have previously. I can even say from my personal experience with somebody that um, I haven't taken any financial classes, most of the information that I know about stocks and like 401ks and things like that, I've learned from Wall Street bets. Um, taken with a grain of salt, please, y'all, I do not YOLO my 401k. Everything's fine. Um, other financial subreddits and other research that I've done on my own. There was a point in my life where I was just dumping money into my 401k and letting Fidelity or whomever my 401k was at the time just do whatever they wanted with my money so long as it was being invested aggressively. And that's okay, but also you want to be informed what people are doing with tens of thousands of your dollars at any given time. So it's nice to know, or at least for me personally, Robinhood has made it a lot easier for me to understand what's going on with stocks and things of that nature and to see what's up, what's down, and kind of have me hone in on what this whole I'll say it. The stock market is a very large game. It's a game of luck. It's gambling on a very large scale with very um, interesting and intuitive and really, really uh, great algorithms that these businesses pay developers a lot of money for to uh, kind of process all of this data. But it at the end of the day, it is a game and it's a game of luck. And, you know, now retail investors are starting to figure that out. And at the end of the day, however, I really don't think that Robinhood is guilty of gamification of the stock market. I don't think any of these other applications that are now popping up and are being used by retail investors are gamifying the stock market. I think they're just making it a lot easier for people to get into these finances and figure out how much they can invest because they're removing the bar of entry. They're removing that. There's no more gatekeeping for stock investments. And I think that um, people are realizing that retail investors hold a lot more power in the stock market than, uh, than these billionaires realized before. Now, this episode is nowhere near a glowing review of Robinhood. I did have kind of a mini breakdown in the middle about some of their, their choices. Um, However, I suggest everyone listening right now to look into Robinhood, the app, and how it has terribly handled the trading of GME, which is the GameStop um, stock, and several other stocks to hedge their own investments and make your own conscious decision if you want to continue to use the application. Um, I don't know if I said this in the earlier episode or not. I don't believe I did, but I am looking into transferring my portfolio from Robinhood um, to another company and be able to uh, make my trades that way because I don't think it's right that um, my trading app can bar me from uh, buying or buying stock um, when other people, when non-retail investors could do the same thing. But yeah, retail investors were barred from that on the on this particular app and uh, several other apps as well. With all of that being said, though, Diamond hands into the moon. And 
If you know, you know. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you like this episode, please leave me a sweet five-star comment and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to email me at thegetcutepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at getcutepodcast and also on my personal Twitter, which is Java Witch. And the W is just two Vs because old school and also Java Witch was taken. So... You know how that goes. Um, I really don't have any news for y'all. Um, if you haven't signed up for any um, any of my ebook details, please go ahead. Um, the link to the website to sign up for the um, email list is below. So that way, when I start um, sending out chapter previews and things of that nature, you are going to be the first ones on the list. And also, when pre-orders happen, you can do that as well. And you know what? That's it. Today is the last day of January. It's January 31st, and I can't believe January's over already. So hopefully, you know, next week I'm going to be having a banging Black History Month episode because you know how we do. Um, we celebrate Black History Month all year round, really. But in February, I get really obnoxious about it. So it's just a warning to y'all. Anyway, I think that's it. Um, and... Yeah, I'll see y'all next time.